0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hello and welcome to the Mall Over podcast, the podcast for the news, news, an opinion with a West Country accent and a little bit home counties. Now, we've been away for a while. Um, Russ has had a pretty rough weekend, and we thought, you know, with everything that's sort of gone on in the last week or so, it'd be best if we left him to just recover slightly. He's been on the piss all weekend. Uh, so it's just me and Ben today, me being Dougie, and Ben Eustace. How are you doing, Ben?
2: Suffering a bit. Suffering? Yeah, I've not got a hangover. i am just, just got a a cold. Ah, uh, feeling sorry for myself.
1: I mean, if I didn't think that we would be abused by the Twitter mob, I would say wipe your vagina and get on with it.
2: I, I'm I'm not antagonising the Twitter mob for at least ten minutes of this podcast.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's been an interesting off season for the over podcast. There's been a few issues. We won't go over them too much. Safe to say. Mildly ridiculous in uh, almost all cases, but, and also mostly my fault, (laughs) Uh, apart from one particular episode, which I think we'll leave well alone,
2: shall we, Ben? I think that's wise.
1: Yeah, we'll leave that well alone.
2: Other than to say it's unfounded.
1: Yeah, totally. And um, all it would take is one quick trawl through uh, a Twitter page history to realise who and what you're dealing with. But we're not going to mention any more than that, are we? Okay. We are here to talk about the off season and most importantly, England's warm up games. Now, most other podcasts have done this on a you know sort of weekly basis. Good on them. We've uh, decided to have a life over summer and not worry about podcasting. But we hope everyone that listens to this has had a, a jolly wonderful time. I'm sure you have. I'm sure everyone's life is amazing, um, except our ours uh so without further ado should we get on with it Ben
2: yeah let's get on with it
1: all right so before we touch on England who would you say are the home nations has it's it's I'm not going to pose that question what I'm actually going to do is say it's been a weird off season hasn't it because with with the sort of way the tv contracts have worked you don't really know where like Scotland played France and I didn't know it was on telly was it on telly
2: um not that I saw no um And it was a typical one team plays another twice in a row. Um, The first week someone gets a pumping and then the second week it's role reversal. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I don't think you learn much from these games. You know, England beat Ireland by, what was it, 40 points? If that's the World Cup semi-final, it's probably not going to happen. So, um, you know, you just got to see you know where the coaches' minds are going perhaps with a bit of selection and um hope no one gets injured
1: so i want to talk, let's talk about england quickly then and we're not going to take long on this podcast uh ben I, until i get this into an editing facility i'm i'm not sure how it's going to sound ben's talking into his phone from from uh the phone's in a, a sort of lying prone position, looking up at Ben to make him, he looks like some kind of giant at the moment, sort of hovering in the corner of the screen. It's quite worrying. But um, yeah, have we underestimated what Eddie Jones has been up to over the last three years, or is he making it up as he goes along? Because i got a theory about this, right? So everyone's saying, oh, well, Tao's been ditched. Why has he gone back to playing Ford Farrell? Yeah. You know, all these questions. No one seems to, not that I've read anywhere, and I'm not professing that I've come up with this theory on my own. Well, I have, but I'm not professing that I'm the first person that's done it to, to think it. But is there an argument for saying the first two years of Eddie Jones's tenure, he, he played Ford Farrell, he knew what he was getting out of them, and maybe we've underestimated him in that he was using the intervening period up until now to really try and bed in a second combination because he knew Ford Farrell was the one that was going to work. And he was always intending to start Ford Farrell and then a bosher and a, a slightly more creative player.
2: Yeah, I, I was I was thinking about this. But again, like you say, is it, has he come to this through being a sort of Machiavellian genius or has he just lucked into it? Um, it's probably a little bit of both. Um, I think it's well known that I really do like Ford and Farrell as a partnership. And I think that his plan A when he got the job with Ford Farrell, and Tuolaghi and he's never had the chance. And I think when um, Tuolaghi finally got fit, he um, he had Ford perhaps not on the best form and Slade probably on the form of his career. So he decided to sort of ride the hot horse or whatever the phrase is, form horse, I guess, um, which did pretty well in the Six Nations. But I do think that, Ward and Farrell was always his plan A. So I think every 10 plays better with another playmaker outside him. Um, And, you know, any team's going to look better to allow you getting them on the front foot. Um, I'm also also really pleased with the back row combination that went into that Ireland game. The only problem with it is I don't think Underhill will stay fit for long enough to last the whole World Cup. But I think that partnership... Curry, Underhill and Winopola is, is, is fantastic. And it's, it's harsh on Wilson, but I think he's the perfect club because he can cover all three positions.
1: I, I think you've just got to look look at the evidence of, of Saturday and just as, as brilliant as Wilson is, he's just not the player that Curry or, or Underhill are, is he? He's, he's just not as good. And that's, you know, as much as he's a try and a good, honest Northern boy and all that nonsense, he's just not as good as the other two. But a good man to your squad. Oh, absolutely. There's no denying that. And the only question marks we've got are obviously the Mako Vinopola injury situation. No one seems to have come out as to how serious that is or not. So I'd say that if Mako's out, then the front row becomes a bit of a, you know, because Jamie, I mean, Jamie George is seemingly won out for that job now and the tight head position's slightly up for grabs, would you say?
2: Um, I think the, the actual rugby that Sinclair brings to the team will get him in. I mean, they, they almost use him as a, as a, um, halfback at times and he's got very, very decent, very soft hands. Um, not something you could say a Dan Cole. and. I think uh, thinkers scrummaging's come on. Dan Cole got hands. <laughs> just two stumps.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's
1: just two yeah. stumps with uh, ten dicks attached to them.
2: <laughs> and, and like a like a like a, a collar that beeps every time he gives away a penalty. <laughs> but again, he's a good man to have in the squad. It's a bit of experience. Um, he'll come in and sort of hold the scrum up if necessary. But I think has probably won that job now. There's only two two of them in the squad. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the only real worry in the scrum, as you say, is Mako and how fit he is. Um, you know, the 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 recall of Marlow is a little bit perhaps unfair on some of the other props.
1: I think that was, a, you know, he, it, it, my feelings on him are well known. I, I just think that was. Um bit of a joke i think he's taking the piss to be right. fair
2: you can see why they want an ex- sort of established international there as cover if, if Matt yeah yeah, and, yeah i can
1: see it today. i just uh I, I think it's very very harsh on the exeter boys
2: uh, it is yeah and you know either of them would do a good job you know and it, it's got to be a fairly decent chance that Mako isn't going to see the end of the tournament, so they probably ought to um, keep their phones turned on, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, So, obviously, you you mentioned we gave Ireland a bit of a walloping. Um,
2: They're going to struggle if Sexton goes down, aren't they? Yeah, of course they are. But, you know, we've said that about them for... Probably three years, I guess.
1: Um, and the, and this is the problem with their domestic system, isn't it? It, it? You know, if you've only got four teams to choose from, that's really only four players that can possibly compete. And then if you've got one that isn't Irish qualified, you're in trouble. Like Munster, I know they've got. Do they play Carbery at ten? They don't. They play that South African guy, don't they? Uh, a
2: bit of both, I think.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Carberry, is Carberry done for tournament?
1: I think he is, isn't he? Didn't he get done in the semi-finals of the yeah. Europe?
2: Certainly picked up an injury. Um, you know, Wales are in the same situation now as well. You know, with Ants out. Um, yeah. And that is the problem of these warm-ups. You can easily lose a player. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if figure was to go down now, they they've got nothing really experienced that they can bring in.
1: Yeah, I mean it's you have to, to right. play, you have to play the games. though. I'm not sure four is is really necessary, but you have yeah, to I play, play some
2: um yeah you you do of course have to play some but it, it is always a bit of a tight rate for the players isn't it
1: yeah I, I, if it was me, I wouldn't put my starting ten out for any of these games i'd you know it'd be that's too big a thing, same with tight head or you know your number eight, you want your most important players to be available don't you and if if you're risking all of them in in ultimately meaningless games, it could potentially cost cost you a World Cup. And I, I think with Wales, they're lucky that bigger is actually, in my opinion, the better player. Yeah. So they're actually, I think, improving their improving their squad rather than harming it. But
2: bigger's, bigger's really underrated, isn't it? Yeah. He like I
1: I really didn't like him, and then I've seen him for Saints this season. And every time he's played for Saints, it's been amazing. He really I has. Claim,
2: it. Any, claim any credit for it. Um, I thought someone mentioned it on Twitter. Um, Wales fly half that are solid rather than spectacular. They always get a lot of grief. You know. Yeah. Your Stephen Jones is your. Um...
1: Well, I think. I think people want a Welsh fly half to be like a you know, creative, like Danny Cipriani-esque yeah. Yeah. kind of fly half, don't they?
2: They want Barry, Barry John or Phil Bennett. But but if they, if Cipriani
1: had been well, she'd have 400 caps by now. Yeah,
2: exactly. And, uh, you know, they, they have solid guys that have done them a lot of good, like Jenkins and Stephen Jones. So, um you know, they they don't seem to appreciate them until they till they retire. Um, yeah. And as I say, I, I saw that on Twitter. I think it was maybe... William, the thing like that, that, that mentioned it, but it was a really good point.
1: So, should we talk about the
2: the thing, the things that we seem to have after every rugby match? Sorry, there's a dog going mental outside my window to shut the window well, he's probably
1: just heard what we're talking about and is expressing his displeasure
2: yeah he's a he's a fan of the uh, big hit that dog yeah um, um, like yeah, it. I mean there's nothing wrong with that it was a it was a good hit um just a real big guy hitting a much smaller guy, and I think uh you know. I think it was a few Irish journalists sort of pointed out that they thought it was un, unfair, but I think even some of the sort of compassion scientists came in and said, well, there's not much wrong with that one.
1: Yeah, I um, think the the fact that he hit the ball kind of created a spring effect, didn't it, that sort of gave him that sort of whiplash look. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, there's no reasoning with these people, is there? They they just go off on there.
2: I mean, it was a there's an element of risk to it. If, if he gets that wrong and smashes the guy in the, in the nose, then... Probably...
1: You mean like uh, Rob Carney did to Tom Curry?
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I saw that on the first replay and it took Twitter a couple of days to catch up. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just don't think we should be going back through screenshotting things and gifting things. And, and even that to a laggy shot, I, I've seen four different stills. In, in two of them, it's a high shot. In two of them, it isn't so yeah there's, there's not much you can do about it there, there's um,
1: absolutely nothing and and we we're going to get it after every single event now
2: well the uh the rugby podcast awards the Twitter page his prediction for the world cup that is that after every game there's going to be this sort of whipped up twitter hysteria and yeah. by the end he's going to like rugby less than he did before the tournament starts and I, I, that's kind of how I'm feeling at the moment I think that, that that's
1: why that's how it's that's how it's gonna go. I mean it's it's gonna happen in cricket. They've got their teeth into cricket now, haven't they?
2: Well, I'm 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 still waiting for the first tweet that says Stokes' innings should never have happened because he took a whack on the head on three,
1: three. Yeah. That's why they're wearing helmets.
2: Yeah. Um I mean, for all our talk of England Island, that was the sporting event of the weekend, wasn't it? Uh
1: yeah, I mean I was actually playing cricket at the time, or rather watching tri try tournament T20, a try village T20, and we were watching the, fir- the, the first. No, we we were batting in our first game, and uh, no one was paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> like literally everyone cheered when you know it was it was incredible, just incredible. This is the rugby podcast, Ben, and you've got a platform to talk about that. You've never taken up yet, so um,
2: uh, I'm not I, I don't know enough about cricket but I I certainly enjoy
1: We it. don't know anything about rugby mate and we still yeah. chat about
2: it. Yeah, but it's it's too late to give up now, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, we're we're in it now. Um Plus
2: you know, it gives me a platform to uh, Say it again? It gives me a platform to send messages, doesn't
1: it? It does. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Um, no comment.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's taking every ounce of uh, self-control I have. Put it that way.
2: Celtic play we the there already. We we'll move, move, move back to the rugby, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's. Um, so we've covered off England Island pretty well. Is there anything else you want to say about that?
2: Um, yeah, there's two things. I've, I've, they are both kind of revolved around the back three, really. I, I'm still not convinced with Daly. Um, he absolutely makes my team, um, but on the wing. So I just think, in the in defense, he, he's still a bit um, naive sometimes, perhaps, is the word. Um, so I think I'd start with Watson at fullback, and um, Daly and May on the wings. Um, yep. Because I... I'm really not convinced Jack Knoll is going to make the tournament. Um, We haven't seen him yet and and the sort of noise doesn't seem very um, hopeful on it. Um, And I I do think that perhaps if if he does then eventually have to pull out of the tournament, I think that's when we'll see a third scrum half appear. Yeah. I I think even that part of the squad that got a a lot of um, stick might... There might be a little bit of method to that as well. Fair. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate at, at the moment because Sam Skinner's been ruled out as well. Scotland.
1: Right. Yeah. He's a great but That'll be a big loss for Scotland because you know their their squad's not exactly the the largest, is it?
2: No. But yeah, I think as far as uh, England are concerned, they'll be pretty pleased with with these games. They've learnt nothing from a sort of half interested Ireland. Um, I don't think they've learnt a great deal from the the Wales games either, other than they were too tough sort of games to prepare for. I think England and Wales on any given day, one one is just as capable of beating the other as, as you know each team is. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a fifty fifty thing with those two. It's you know home advantage or a bit of luck on the day. They're they're two very similar teams, but can um, can each match each other pretty pretty much I think and uh, I just worry with England if, if they lose to Alangi then uh, well to Alangi but uh, oh, I meant to say Billy if they lose Billy then they suddenly stop getting across the game line quite soon.
1: Yeah, but as we've discussed on previous pods, potentially that would that would then open up a different avenue of play whereby we'd we'd sort of tweak the lineup and. You know, not everything would go through, Billy. I
2: wonder if that's when. And
1: again, that that goes Billy, back to my point about um, maybe we've underestimated Eddie Jones all this time.
2: I wonder if they lose Billy, then they start to use Coughlinusinger. You know, he comes in and they use him off the blindside wing a lot. There was a lot of lot of that going on on Saturday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely.
2: Yeah. Maybe maybe Eddie is the genius we thought he was when he joined. <laughs>
1: Let's hope so, eh? Let's hope so. Um, have you watched any of the other warm-up games? Bit
2: I can't say uh, I have. No. No.
1: Well, nor have I. Um, I was <laughs> at England Wales in Cardiff or Wales England. That was a waste of time for everyone. Um, but no, have you watched any Rugby Championship? No.
2: No. There was a there was a, there was a red card. Um... Theory on
1: that one as well, wasn't there? There was, there was. Um I didn't see it. I don't care about it. Um and that's what you're subscribing for, guys. Um concise you know, up to up to the minute recycling of old stories and opinionated stuff about concussions. That's essentially what you get with us in a nutshell. Um
2: Do we do we like any kits yet, Doug?
1: Well I mean We've all seen the Saints one, haven't we? Yeah. It's a th- an absolute thing of beauty. Hang on, I've got to go. All right. Okay, crisis averted. Uh, a moth had landed on my daughter's pillow.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just look. We're gonna we're gonna keep it brief. There's only a couple of us here. So, where do you stand? where do you think England are at the moment in terms of what What do you think they're going to
2: achieve in Japan? I think, you know, I think obviously New Zealand are in a bit of a sort of inverted commas rut at the moment um, in that they haven't blasted everyone to pieces as they normally do. But I still think they're favourites. Um, but they're not as big a favourite as they have been in the past. And I think the law of averages will start to count against them um, will the winning three tournaments the bounce. Um, I think I would still put South Africa as second favourite. And then I think England, Ireland and Wales, any of them on, the, on their day, would probably beat those teams in a, in a knockout game, in a one-off knockout game. But I think if they get to the semi-final, you'd probably say, well, that's about their level. Um, But once they get there, then I think they are capable, as they've shown, of beating South Africa or New Zealand. So then all bets are off. So I don't know if that answers your question, other than that they're probably one of the four favourites.
1: Which I think is where we were at the end of the last World Cup, right?
2: Yeah, I think, to be honest, you'd probably say... That's where England are for most World Cups, just because of the number of players they've got and preparation that they have. And, you know, even if they're not far in the wall cylinders, they should still be well in the World Cup, which is why the last World Cup was such a massive disappointment. Um, Wales, they've they've got some really good players. They're really well coached. And, you know, they are Six Nations champions. But if their defence doesn't... Fire on all cylinders, can they score enough points? That's the question you've got there. And then with Ireland, it's just did they peak too soon, you know, two years ago? And I I think I'm not judging them on Saturday performance at It was basically a friendly, but they haven't looked the team they were when they beat the All Blacks, and it's going to be difficult for them, I think. But you know, England have got one of those groups where you could see them flipping up, um, which would be. You know, awful for us, and it would be brilliant for all the other uh, home nations because they'd love it. But I do think, I think England should get out of that group, and we'll see how it goes from there.
1: Agreed. I am, I think it's probably the most open World Cup I can remember, but I also think that New Zealand are still going to walk it, so why bother? Just save everyone. Think of the welfare. Just give it to New Zealand. Same, same as the Premiership. We should just not play the Premiership and just let Saracens and Exeter to play one game in June and then that will be it.
2: Enter Saracens at the World Cup. Yeah.
1: They'd,
2: yeah. they'd be better than Russia.
1: Probably be better than Ireland, to be fair, at the moment. Anyway, um, should we leave it there? Very quick one. Half yeah. hour pod. I like just that. To
2: remind everyone we exist, with, really, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to edit out the uh, running to save my daughter because I'm. I'm happy with that.
2: Um, if I'd known that, I'd have just started talking about something.
1: Oh well, you know, you, it's you know, don't worry, but you, you know, you you can't be all things to all people, Ben.
2: I don't really try to be. I think I think just uh, two minutes of me monologuing about current affairs would probably switch more people off than the silence
1: yeah i mean i presume you're using that time to slide into someone's dms right
2: i don't even know what that means
1: (laughs) nor should any self-respecting 30 to 40 year old
2: yeah um or older basically i I couldn't i couldn't guarantee that skype on my phone would stay connected had i pressed the button (laughs) um so, yeah, I just basically sat there. I did blow my nose, so maybe that got picked up.
1: Uh, no. No, I just thought you were talking about that uh, Whizbit fellow. What what was his name? Do you remember that show? Oh,
2: uh, yeah, with Paul Daniels.
1: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was weird. Um... <laughs> I,
2: of... I didn't like that one. Much you more did... a Fraggle Rockman. Were you? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I had, to- I had time for a bit of Whizbit. Um. Okay. Any other business?
2: I'm, I'm never prepared for this, am I?
1: Well, I mean, you know, don't so don't fact. say. I mean, you've only had six months or whatever yeah. it is since we last potted. Oh, I saw
2: th- I saw Russell on the plane.
1: That was weird. How did you not know you were both going to be on that plane? I mean, there's only like 40 people in Cornwall, so you must have known at some point.
2: Well, perhaps perhaps he was too busy on his phone. Or eating. Yeah. Perhaps he was. Perhaps he was. Pregnant. Because he's so perhaps fat. Catching or moisturising
1: his, moisturizing his or sunburnt scalp.
2: Uh, but um, I felt like I'd been with him all day anyway, because he'd been complaining about the cricket all day on WhatsApp.
1: Yeah, he was really going, wasn't he?
2: But, yeah, he, he wasn't very happy because I got myself in seat 1A. <laughs>
1: Amazing.
2: And uh, as that's the oversized seat, he's normally used to getting that one.
1: Well, he usually has to buy two, doesn't he? <laughs>
2: but... um.
1: This, he's going to be so did. angry about this. He's so chippy today because he's hungover.
2: <laughs> this chap did get on, though, who was about six foot six and about 25 stone. Really? And uh, Russ just went, he's definitely sitting next to you. <laughs> sure enough, he was.
1: Uh, okay, let's leave it. My my any other business is, um, I, I recently went to America and um, was eat, eating a lot of tacos because they're cheap and wonderful and delicious. Um, and you get three for like five bucks or whatever and they're they're just wonderful at twickenham at the weekend i bought a taco from the taco stand there they were terrible worse than any i had in america and they were five pounds for one and they put so much hot sauce on it i couldn't taste anything else why can't you get a decent taco in england i like i like tacos as well they look very good yeah somebody open up a decent taco stand and i'll come and buy all of your products immediately i'll do it
2: all right that'll do it um do you know how much a pint of beer was at the baseball at the olympic stadium
1: uh well i bet it wasn't as much as it was at the san diego padres how
2: much was it at the Padres?
1: 13 for a bud light yeah no, which is right, about 10 quid. wow that's outrageous um Ludicrous. I bought a large white wine and a pint of Peroni in a pub in Amersham and it cost me 16 pounds. Silence says it all.
2: Um,
1: outrageous. It's no wonder pubs are closing. Absolutely no wonder at all. You can literally walk in. i I, I walked over to Marks and Spencer's and I, I was able to buy a four pack of Peroni and a bottle of wine for 13 quid. So I don't know what's going on. Again, silence. Yeah, yeah. All right. Look, thanks for uh, not unsubscribing uh, from us. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for, you know, sticking with us on Twitter after some pretty ugly stuff went down last week. Again, mainly my fault. Don't blame Ben. He's lovely. Or Phil. He's nice. I mean, blame Russ. He's a dick. But, um, <laughs> yeah, thank thanks for that. Um, and we know it's quick, but we'll be back soon. Because we need to talk about kits more, Ben, when the new bath kit's released, because they've got a new kit coming out, haven't they?
2: Tomorrow, I believe.
1: Yep. Um the new Saints kit is an absolute dream, by the way. It's absolutely everything I could have ever wished for. Um X to release some kits, they're they're basically P E kits, don't worry about it. Um I just wish everyone had stopped making black shirts, it annoys me. You know. Every team's got a colour palette, use it. Black right. for black's sake.
2: We all know your feelings on the extra show.
1: Yeah, they're terrible. Um, cool. All right. Well, Ben, cheers for keeping the pod live with me and um, thanks, for thanks for nothing, Russ. I hope you're doing oh,
2: all right. Phil cool. can there.
1: No, it's hard. All right. Until next time. Go well. Sports
0: Social Podcast Network.